Welcome back to Big Content. Today's episode, we are going to uh, continue off of last week's episode, basically where me and Jack were um, setting personal goals for our TikToks in terms of growing the accounts. And last week, we filmed on, what, Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday, and you were, you were at 40,000 followers. Like, I want to get to 100K by the time this episode goes live or like midnight that night, uh, which was like five days later. So that's a huge you know, growth spurt that you would need to hit. And I, on the other side was like, I'll be at like 46,000 where my 43 was. And only one of us hit our fucking numbers and our goals. Um, but I actually want to break down like over the last five, six days, you know, takeaways from that. Obviously, you know, we were joking, we were striving for, you were striving for a number that was extremely difficult to hit, but there's probably a lot of like learning curves to it. And I think a part of the conversation that we had was you were pushing me to like do more in that time frame in order to like capitalize on the success you had now. And immediately after we kind of finished that conversation, I had gone through uh, TikTok and continued to get these videos shown to me that were like a direct correlation between the conversation that we had about that. So I think at one point uh, later on in this episode, uh, we're going to live watch these three TikToks that okay. I think really relate to the conversation we had. And then we'll kind of talk about them afterwards. I think it's a difference between the way that you and me mm -hmm. are looking at it and look at the content that we make on our personal page. And I think there's like a lot of stuff to dive into um, can you just preface with what, uh, the theme of the episode is, which is Nick thinks I'm a slave to the algorithm. Well, artists can't be algorithms. It's just art artistry versus algorithm. But on a real note, like you do, you're, you admit it, not as being a slave to the algorithm, but you're like, the way you look at being a creator is way different than I look at being a creator. Mm -hmm. Like you look at create being a creator as a means to operate your business mm -hmm. where I'm like, that's, it's a way that I really express myself. And right, like, I don't right. care about way the way things come off most of the time when I create um and a lot of these TikToks are kind of like pointing to that and I think it's really powerful if you could like actually be aware of the way you look at it and work off of that um so let's start with the actual like results so you went from mm -hmm. what four forty 40-ish to yeah well when the first video was posted I was at 30,000 then okay. it hit 7 million now so that was like a 10k bomb my first prediction I was like yeah it's gonna go over 5 mil it was, <laughs> yeah. It was on a great yeah trajectory. I didn't think it was going like that I mean 7.2 is Crazy, Big time. Yeah. crazy. So 7.2, then the next two got like a million something, then another. So then we did uh, the top five in three segments or top 15 in three segments of I forget, food. Mm -hmm. And then we did stadiums and cities and then fans. Uh, so that was like the nine pieces. Yeah, so you had the three, three different subjects and you did a top 15 countdown for yep. all three of them. And then within each countdown was like three videos. So it was 15 to 11, 10 to six, five to one. Yeah. And now the accounts at like 80,000 yeah. and, and most recently, so we were plugging that on Monday. This is two days later. It's grown like 500 followers over the course of the last two days. So growth has definitely slowed the fan stuff. Uh, did not pop off like the stadium and cities or the food rankings. So yeah, how did it do on other platforms? So I on Instagram and it so. did very similar on Instagram per like my basis. So normally I post an Instagram reel. I've got like 130,000 on, on Instagram and it will do like 20,000, like a very normal post. The first food one did 280. So it really hit the algo one or two of them hit 50. And then the rest are basically in that normal range. Okay, so um, let's talk about, like, the videos that you put out. Some of them had wild success. Like you said, some of them kind of, like, fell off. Do you have any, like, super clear takeaways from these videos? Uh, maybe looking at the ones that didn't do as well or the ones that did do as well, and you can kind of look at it and be like, I, I feel like I know why this one didn't hit as hard 
or why this one was really successful, whether it's like the pacing, whether it's like the way you laid out the rankings or the voiceover or mm-hmm. whatever it is. You have any like clear takeaways from it? My gut, I don't know for a fact on any of it. I know that the food videos got a lot of engagement because they were moving, like me eating the hot dogs, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit aggressively. And on top of that, uh, like unintentionally, the first five worst foods were like New York, LA, right? Oh. We talked about that. The stadium and city stuff, we used still images and they still did incredibly well. Like half a million, you know, for that is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, then for these fam ones, we used the same stills. My gut is that people just got really tired of that same formatting. Now, I think that's more tried and true on Instagram because it's really the same followers are seeing it as opposed to TikTok where it's just being blasted into the algo. But I still think there was something to the stills plus the the formula was a little tired. Yeah, I, th- I think like in order to have people engaged with those types of videos, it'd almost be like, oh, like Buffalo is our top three. Like you'd have to have a video if you like going through a table or something exactly. to like keep people engaged and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, so based on these kind of learnings or based on the success of this like mini series mm-hmm. that like catapulted your account, um, one, are you looking to capitalize directly off of anything that came from it? Did you have any opportunities come your way, first of all? Secondly, like based on the findings from the series, are you going to start doing different types of content? Um, or do you have like plans to continue doing like top 15 rankings lists? Or like what are you, what are you looking forward forward wise? Yeah, so no no plans, no opportunities. No fucking DM slides. <laughs> yeah, no DM slides. I have a fucking girlfriend of six years who's keeping me in New York. TikTok don't know that. <laughs> but I, I think, like, increasing follower base is big. Now, when a video flops, like the fact that it does 20,000 or 15,000, that's huge for me because there were videos that would get 1,400, right? So mm. you've just lifted the floor on this, and now maybe – I'll think more about TikTok, but we've been doing a lot of, I mean, the offsite was huge. We had to figure out what platform we're really dedicated to. And right now at this point in time, like leaning uh, YouTube. So that's the platform where I'd rather go all in on as opposed to TikTok. Now, you know, you use TikTok as expression, use it for personal use. I use it to kind of, you know, create content around the sports field. So I, I mean, I'll probably end up just doing YouTube and then cutting down into shorts. And, but I do want to test now with this audience. Uh, do I want to like give my sports takes on there? Because that's not what people were really coming for the last 50,000 followers, uh, which I think we'll talk about today, which is the pain of going viral is, is that you're not necessarily always going to curate the audience you were looking for. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to, I mean, you said now that you're going to kind of field a lot of the questions or the comments or the engagement that you got from the series mm-hmm. and start going back at the audience or, you know, just giving them a little bit more insight and peel back from the curtain. I feel like that also falls into that category. It's like, yeah, they came for this, these lists that you made, like, do they care about snapback? Do they care about like what you're doing as a business owner? It's the same, it's the same intrinsic like conversation you're having with yourself, but you're like, I want to do this. So you don't really think twice about it. You're like, I'm going to put this type of content out, which goes back to like the idea of, of the theme of this episode and what it's going to probably turn into is artistry versus algorithm and you'll see a lot of like these views and and whatever and i put out a video yesterday on our bdg account addressing like ice lunch because we get so many comments now because we stopped season two or we stopped season three and i was like listen we need to refocus on what actually makes our business successful because these views from tiktok lead to some opportunities but not opportunities that are um made for sustainable business activity Mm -hmm. and had we had that growth like 
two years ago, three years ago, when I didn't have all this responsibility, when I didn't have salaries and office rent and everything like that, I would look at it very differently where I'm like, it's low risk in the sense of if it doesn't work and we're not making money from it, that's fine because I don't have expenses mm -hmm. to, to do things with. So I need to, you know, reverse look at like what does make us money. If it's not this, then we need to focus on the things that do. And that was, a, you know, that was a thing where like, we're getting an immense number of views on these things. And I'm like, I, I don't really care about the views. I don't really care mm -hmm. about the algorithm. I don't really care about how it pushes out. I would legitimately rather 10,000 people that love our brand and love the content that matters for us than 600,000 followers that in the long run won't be there when Ike's Lunch dips off. You right. know what I mean? Right. So that's that was something that went through my head. For me, it wasn't a tough decision at all because mm -hmm. that's pretty much like the way I operate long run. But it seems like you kind of have a little bit like internal pushback on stuff. Like no, that. no, no, that's, that's 100% the right way of thinking about it. The, you can't monetize viewership. Like you, you just, I mean, you can, obviously that's kind of like what moron. creators do, Put that but on, you, that. Can, you can't monetize like viewership that is not meaningful and that people don't actually give a shit about. Like that's, I don't know. I, I just feel strongly about that. Okay. Well, I want to, uh, let's dive into these TikTok clips. Okay. We're going to watch it real time. We'll put them up on the screen for you to watch it with I feel us. like I'm in trouble, or at least in class. Are you an artist? Uh, I never considered myself one until I started coming across more and more of these clips. Because my, my sister is incredibly talented artistically, mm -hmm. but in like a drawing, painting, that kind of stuff, and I'm not that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of said to myself, like, I'm not an artist. She's an artist. Right. I am... Um, I guess I'm, I don't really, I, I don't think I still understand the difference between like an artist and a creator. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm a creator because I create things kind of like I have an idea for something and then I yeah. may put it into real life. But maybe that is a form of artistry. I'm not really sure. It's artistry versus the algorithm. Yeah. I'm not trying to be pejorative or insulting of like, if you're a vlogger, you're not an artist. No, no, no. An artist has something in their head or their heart that they got to say and they want to get it out. That's an artist. I have to get this out into the world. You have a short film, let's show it in the park tonight versus the algorithm, which means you wake up in the morning and you see a series of YouTube shorts. People with the mic like this and yellow text right here and they're, they're yelling. Yeah, yeah, you've seen our videos. And it's going, <laughs> do, 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 do. you know what I mean? And they're, they're coming for us. Who's they? Doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Just like, cut it, cut it right now and make it 30 seconds yeah. and give me big yellow font that it's, that's insulting to the audience's yeah. intelligence. But that's the algorithm. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. servicing an you're algorithm. for what works. Yeah. You start doing that, you'll be refining crude oil for YouTube, Meta, and Twitter. You're just a guinea pig and you're spending your days being like, how do I, how do I please this, this engineer in San Bruno? <laughs> yeah, you're a yeah, fucking no, yeah, you're right. skinned rat yeah. for some Desi engineer in yeah. Mountain View. And I just, I'm like, I can't, I refuse to live my life like this. Okay. All right. Wait, we got to respond to that one. Hold on well, it's top of mind. I've seen, I've seen Reed. I've seen, let's respond to that for Let's go in. Well, the only reason I was going to do this is because this is directly off of like that. It's 20 seconds. Yeah. The creators that can get you to watch a video that's not fast paced are the ones that actually grow the biggest communities. Oh, yeah. The ones that are, it's like crackhead edit, everything's changing every half of a second. Yeah. It's easier to consume, but you don't build that like authenticity yeah. and that like connection to your audience when yeah. you edit like that. Okay. So those, yeah, those are so. So I actually think they're making two different points there, because I disagree I with Hassan. Okay, I disagree because you know why? Because he's talking to you. No, 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 no. no because <laughs> I think I think what he's talking about isn't accurate. When you, I think that successful content is an idea, and that might be an artist has an idea and they want to put it that way. But I think that playing the algorithm and playing the 
platform and having an understanding of it is so vital in the process. Like Mr. Beast, right? He has the idea. He's a genius when it comes to that. But how, how much does he obsess over YouTube and the platform? So I think that that is wrong. When you go to Reed's point, which ironically is Mr. Beast, uh, mm -hmm. I agree with. Because if you're just forcing like uh, algorith algorithmic, quick, fast-paced like dopamine hits, then yes, you will not create an audience. Now, what Mr. Beast does, he plays the algorithm, he plays the platform, but he does it in a long-form manner. So I would, uh, I would agree in a sense. I guess my question for Mr. Beast would be like, I wonder if he considers himself an artist. I bet he would say no. I think, I think he thing. would. Because, no, no, because Hassan is saying, he's not saying like, you can't be a good creator. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to choose between being a good creator and being an artist. I think he's really getting down to the niche of like, what an artist is. And there are just not many people that are artists. And I think there are creators who are gifted at understanding the platforms, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I guess like the more I watch that clip, the more I'm like, maybe I do fall into that like former category where like, I don't really necessarily care much about understanding the platforms as much as I thought I do. And when I have an idea for a piece of content, that's like really true to like me, I just want to make it and get it out into the world. Cause again, it's a way for me to express myself. It's a way for me to get things off of my chest. And I but, relate to that. And I don't care about how it does on YouTube for the most part. See, that's where it's interesting. When you say you don't care, you how could you not care? Your entire it's not business. my priority. It's not my priority to make it. it the The content itself is priority number one is me sharing it. Priority number two is making sure that the most number of people can share it because hopefully it helps them. Which is fine, and maybe that makes you an artist, but it also makes you inefficient. Like maybe. if you, but I don't care. That that's fine, and I'm saying that I think what makes a special creator is the one who who doesn't have to sell themselves short but also understands platform. Like Mr. Beast's videos, maybe, okay, maybe Mr. Beast's uh, videos are everything he wants and he, he doesn't have to play the audience a certain way, but what if his thumbnail was clickbaity because that's what hits the algorithm. Like that's, that's playing both sides. You're saying what if Mr. Beast's thumbnail was clickbaity? Right, like he's like, I know what will get people to click in, but I'm only doing this so that people watch my masterpiece, which is this video. What's the question? Because I don't think he does that. I'm saying, would that, like, is it a bad thing if he did it that way? I think so. Why? Because it's bad intention. Is it? If if it, you are making a piece, uh, a you're thumbnail playing the that's game, clickbaity. Yeah. If you're making a thumbnail that's clickbaity that doesn't actually have relevance to your video, yeah, I think it's... But if it, the intention is he knows the only way to get people to watch what is his masterpiece and his piece of art, why does it matter? Uh, again, that's, it's bad intention because if you, you can make something that is relevant to that, that's good. But not if you're not matching the algorithm. If you're not feeding something that is better for right, but you the, could feed it on any topic. But I'm saying, okay, if Mr. Beast just posted a thumbnail of a guy's face that was in the video, less people would watch the video, even though it's the same type of content. But instead he creates these fun, clickable, you know, high click through rate thumbnails to entice people to watch the video. But they're relevant to the video. They put his face because he's the most relevant but, person in there. Right. But I'm saying- I'm not sure still, I understand. He still plays the the platform and the algorithm. Sure, and I'm not saying that Mr. Beast is what he's talking about. This is why I'm saying like the question would be to Mr. Beast, I wonder when he watches that clip, what side he resonates with more. 
Okay. Then, I'm just saying off th- this is this clip resonated with me because of the conversation right, we had right. it was almost a direct thing right. where you're like, go for it. And I'm like, I don't want to do it because like I put those videos out when I feel like it, when the inspiration hits me. And when I do, I'm like, damn, I can't wait to get this out. Now. Right. You know okay. I mean? Okay. And I don't care about the time of the day. I don't care then about I guess what day of the week. My point would be when we're making recommendations or talking to people who want to be creators, I don't think that that's the best, uh, Best way to go about it. Like, now, I do now, think... Probably not. I just yeah. thought it was an interesting conversation because yeah. it's relevant to the way we were very, very, very. Um, okay. But I don't know if I would recommend or not recommend it because I kind of think I felt and operated the same way even when I started all the way back in the day. I, I think a lot of it still comes down to, like, you still have to make a good piece of content. Like, the work ethic has to be there yep. just because you're gonna be like, oh, I'm an artist. Like, I'm just going to post once a month. Like, that's obviously not going to work. Right. You are, yes, going into a little bit more of the al- algorithmic mm-hmm. realm of things. But I think there's, I think each person has a very, very clear balance of who they are. And I think you and me are. Yeah, if you know your North Star, then you're good. I I think, yeah, I think the ultimate takeaway here is like, be aware of which side of that you're on and then play that strength. Yep. And don't like judge yourself no matter where you fall on the spectrum. If you're 90% artist, 10% algorithm, 90% algorithm, 10% artist, like there's no wrong or right. There's just knowing what you are and knowing how you operate best. I do agree with Reed's point, which is if you are 90% algorithm, then you will not grow an audience no one will care about you they'll only care about your content and you'll become replaceable very quickly yeah um this last one was just uh rick rubin obviously like legendary music producer but we don't actually have to watch it two minutes he was kind of just going about the point where like man i've made smash hits with like these artists and Mm -hmm. then i'll have like three songs lined up where i think one's gonna be amazing i I think all three of them are like life-changing things two of them just absolutely flop for no reason he kind of just goes around the point of like as the creator, all you can do is create your best work, mm-hmm. put it out there, and you can't really like control the market or dictate how well does how well something does on like this platform or that platform. And again, kind of just like thought it fit into the mold here of of I guess the way that I'm I, I look at a lot of things. Did we talk about last episode Omar Raja's conversation with Gary V and how repurposing or changing around content? Because um, I rewatched that. We that had sense. spoken yeah. about it. I don't remember yeah. if we put it on camera. I don't think we put it on. It might be worth worth or just like a mention of yeah, it. Yeah, we'll so, put, we'll have I'll have Tony put it. Yeah. In. So Omar talked with Gary V. He he created House Highlights now runs Sports Center. They're talking about how do you know what's going to perform and then his own content. Right, you said like. He posted about House of Highlights. It got a thousand views. Posted about two thousand. Kept changing hooks, et cetera, et cetera. And and the takeaway was like, if you know you have a great piece of content, then don't just give up on it uh, because the algorithm algorithm decides that it was bad that time. Yeah, I have a that's that's kind of where sometimes I have a tough uh, like internal battle where I'm like, man, this shit was like really personal for me, and I feel like it would resonate with a lot of people, and yeah. it doesn't hit. But TikTok is like a, a one of the few maybe the only platform that I would feel semi-comfortable posting it multiple times like I would never like take down a YouTube video after three days be like cut out the middle portion of it then repost it for me that's just it'll never happen this is not what I'm gonna do there but TikTok feel a little bit more native wouldn't we though I agree with you I'm I'm with you but like why wouldn't we I think one of the things is like you're so attached to the the minimal engagement that you've got up to that that point that you're like what if it gets worse than this you know what I mean but you could yeah it, it definitely could but but then couldn't it I guess because when you're posting when when a movie is created right like it's watched down 400 times. They get feedback, test groups, etc. Right, but it doesn't go, like, public. It's almost like if but, they... But we don't get that opportunity. And the only way to get, like, that that test group is based off what YouTube kind of feeds you. Yeah. Um, 
It's just an interesting. It is. I also think like the reason that TikTok feels more comfortable, or I feel I would feel more comfortable doing it, is because like I think YouTube has a range of outcomes for the video based on like your subscriber follower count to Mm -hmm. begin with, right? Like if I reposted a video that I, but it doesn't. uh, It does relative to TikTok. Like t- how TikTok's, how his video can go from a thousand views, two thousand views to nine million. Right. That's ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time not going to happen on YouTube, bro. I, I it's just not. It's just because not. no one does it like that. No one thinks about YouTube as a uh, whatever viral platform. But but people can do it sure. if you did it correctly. But if you had a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Your video is not going to go from a thousand to nine million. It's just, it's just not going to happen. If you made the right piece of content, uh, yeah, I just don't think it would. But there's people who do. But by just by tweaking like minimal things, right. I just don't think it's going to work that way. By, 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 by TikTok, tweaking minimal, yes, yeah. yeah, like taking a video that goes ten minutes down to like eight minutes, it's not going to go from a thousand no, no, to nine million. No, making a completely new video, yeah, sure, because that's yeah. you know it's a different piece of content. Yeah. But on TikTok, that can happen. Yeah. So I think about it. I'm like, man, if if I really really like a piece of content that I made. Maybe I would fuck around. We, I, okay, so I did that once on BDGs, and it was uh, Stevie One Chain's Around the Block. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the funniest people we've ever had associated with our brand. And I'm like, I don't understand. It wasn't hitting on TikTok. Yeah. And I think some of it might have been uh, the first time we posted, the first couple times we posted it, the intro was like 15 seconds long. And it was like, hey, I'm Stevie One Chain's, and we're going to be doing Around the Block, a new series. Today we're starting off. And I'm like, right. we can't start there. Right. Um, let's cut that and redo it. And uh, mine did, this was like eight months apart because he hadn't done one in a while. So I was like, right, send me the old ones. I want to refuck with it a little bit. So I redid it, posted it again. The engagement was much better. Like the comments were, were higher and like, yo, this is awesome or whatever. But in terms of views, which I know is a vanity metric and I shouldn't be based off that, it's still like kind of flopped a little bit. And I think two things. One, it's, it was not native to our content whatsoever. But two, One Change has been on Ike's Lunch before. And for whatever reason, mm. the audience like just did not like him. So I think they saw him. They're like, fuck, One Change. He's not built for the camera. Like, he's hilarious. You, none of you guys have developed brains. So you can't, like, understand his fucking quick, witty humor. Anyways, I took it personally. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I can't re-fucking do these right, things. Right. Even when I think other people's content is good. Like, One Change, I'm like, I love this shit. Like, I would love this to be associated with our brand. You yeah. know? Um, for me personally, I don't know. I just I still feel, like, kind of weird doing it for my own content. All right, so let's go to your TikTok. So yesterday I tweeted out, uh, when was the last time you got, you exerted 100% of your energy and then Nick canceled our podcast recording because he was in deep thought. So it was in wh- deep work. Life, what, so. did, what did you get to? Was it uh, about TikTok? No, no, nothing to do with TikTok. Oh, okay. It was more like business focused. Gotcha. There was, uh, uh, yeah, just a few things I had to wrap up um, talking to some people that I think are going to help us content wise in the future. And then we start on our, one of our, off-season products. So I was like trying to dive in a little bit and organize the um, the roadmap for that. And that's that's been something that's a little bit difficult for me too. Cause I, you know, we talked early on and I'm like, I get into deep work sometimes and that's like so crucial for me mm-hmm. to be able to run this successfully. But with, with being the person in here that like does the accounting taxes, like, or at least deals with the person that does, you know, yeah. like those calls just randomly pop in like, oh, 30 minutes here, 11 a.m. on a Saturday if I'm, or the Thursday or whatever. I'm like in the middle of some deep work from like 10 to noon or whatever, that kind of like fucks up my kills day. You. It kills yeah. my entire day. And I'm like, Oh, you got another five hours afterwards. I'm like, ah, like that kind of intensity doesn't really, you can't just like put it onto command. No. no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what happened yesterday when I came when, when I walked in, Ike was like, why are you in a bad mood? And I was like, well, I 
had a great day of work planned today and then something got sprung on my plate that completely disrupted it. And now it's like, all right, I'm going to have a good day, but like I wanted to go to that place. I want to knock some things out. Yeah, I, we just got a comment. Or I just got a personal comment on TikTok. On, it, was, it was on one of your TikToks, but he tagged me. He said, holy shit, you are crushing Nick in the following <laughs> Sir, we had different goals. I completed mine. Well, you did get offered uh, a bag, right? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. So, Brooke Lennon reached out to me as they were doing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you doing the deal? No. And you're just going to uh, give a free pub? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in deep work. I'm in deep thought right now. Uh, yeah, so Brooke Lennon reached out. They, they do like a massive campaign with like New York City people that do content around here. So, they reached out and then I reached out to you. And honestly, when I sent that to you, I wasn't actually asking for advice on it. It was more of like a flex. It was I, more like motherfucker. Uh, like Brooklyn is in my DMs <laughs> and you came back with a voice message like, this is what you should be doing. I was like, okay, I appreciate that, but also <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, so they reached out. Yeah, I was flexing back like, oh, first brand deal. Yeah, oh, first brand deal. That should be a minimum $8,000. <laughs> so I went back to them with an insane offer because to be honest with you, I don't want to monetize my personal yeah. thing yet. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm going to shoot a, a crazy number. And if they accept, I'll do it. If right. not, like, I'm not going to go below that yeah. just for the sake of doing a sponsor. All right, well, you have to say the number. I will. I'm getting, okay. I'm giving context behind <laughs> it. So I shot them $3,000 as the price for the video. I send you a higher number than You said than five. That. And they came back saying, we have a budget of $800. Okay, Take it or leave it. No, that, but you got to start at five. Know your worth. And I and only have 49,000 followers. It doesn't it. matter. It's the fact that <laughs> it's, you're hitting the right audience. You're hitting the right target. Dude, they spent $5,000 on fucking a billboard on the side of New Jersey. But my, my point was, you know, you said you don't want to monetize unless it was at this price. I actually thought you were on such a roll on TikTok. And the way you could have built audience. And, and the beginning of Lex Friedman's podcast mm -hmm. with Mr. Beast was... If you, like, talked about how this was going to cover a month of rent in New York, like, it made, it wouldn't even be, like, selling them. It would integrate so easily. So yeah, that's why I was like. That's a good idea. Actually. Yeah. I keep remember that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> well, if you saved the voice note, it was in there. I remember you saying something, and I was like, I'm probably not doing this deal anyway, so, like, I'm not going to remember actual pieces <laughs> of content. No, that that's how I would have approached it. Because we have this, you know, mentality. Don't monetize for 12, 18, 24 months. This would be more in, like, a funny, like, yeah. fits the content type of way yeah 100 um so yeah they sent me that offer and i i also sent them like bdg and i was like mm -hmm. also we have like youtube and tiktok content if you're interested in that and they were just like nah we'd rather do your personal I was yeah like, fuck you what's the price they said yeah. the price haven't responded back but they followed up yesterday so i got to get back to them yeah. um yeah so I'm, I'm probably just gonna leave they, they were gonna send over 300 worth of like new bedding and sheets and stuff which what, was what's like the thread count uh <laughs> it's i mean everything from brooklyn is actually like pretty fucking high quality <laughs> so that almost pulled me in um which doesn't make sense because it's still the same value of whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got to reach back out to them. That was the first brand deal. I have had like um, like the New York Instagram account that posted mm -hmm. my first one that has like uh, 300, 400,000 on IG now. They came back and they're like, yeah, can we post the second one? And I'm like, dude, fucking run them all up. Yeah. And then this other place called uh, Open Igloo. They're like blue check verified. I think they do like a lot of like real estate stuff. They're like, okay. we loved your apartment tour. Can we post it on ours? And I was like, yeah, like fucking yeah, let's go. Like I love this content. Like throw it out there. Yeah. That's a piece. Those are pieces but of content. But this is my that I love. point. You want your content out there, so not. I would allow all of them to use it. Yes. But but I'm saying you are saying you take an idea and then you want to express it. But it's also just not maybe as important. But it's important to you that people then see it. You don't want to just scream it into a void, which is why I'm saying then optimizing it for the algorithm isn't selling yourself short. No, it's not selling yourself short. 
I just think there are people who think algorithm down rather than artistry down. And right. that is a that is a mindset that I don't say I'm not saying I disagree with or it's right or wrong. It's just I cannot relate to. But you can still think artistry down then. So here's my idea. Here's how I want to express it. Then here's how I optimize it for the algorithm. Yeah. And I, you do. And I probably here's my idea. the table by doing that. And yeah. you said, fuck the algorithm. Fuck it. And all I'm saying is don't do that. The best way to make money <laughs> is by not making money, by not trying to make money. That is true. That is that's true. how the people want you. As leave them on red. <laughs> you always leave them on red. That's like the rule that works across the line in fucking life. I was good at, I think I'm, I don't think I have anything left on the sheet. What, what did you learn from Mr. Beast podcast with Lex Friedman? Um, I, I got through the first like 20 minutes on my way here. I have, to, I'm going to have to go back and not re-listen to it, but like kind of skip through parts and stuff. Cause I was, um, I was like trying to take notes cause I want to make a TikTok biggest takeaways from it. Uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting that I feel like was super relatable to me and us as a brand, he was talking about experimental content when he's like, you should be experimenting at all times, but it's most important to be experimenting when you are hitting, like if, if you do capture a moment of virality, if you mm -hmm. do capture a moment of X, Y, Z, that's the most important time to do it because you will have areas where like you do really well and then a bunch of videos in a row flop. But if you wait until you flatline, then experimenting, most of the time experiments don't work, right? So you need to be experimenting while you're doing good work so that when that good work stops working, then you have that experimental thing that did work again to like keep that, keep the, you know, the, the lines in check, whatever. Um, but he was saying like, if you wait until you flatline to start experimenting, you're exponentially like decreasing your chances of success because most of those won't hit. So you will continue compounding on like negative pieces of content. Mm. And it makes me think about like, um, one of the reasons like we stopped like songs because I thought we got complacent with the creativity of our content, right? right. And it's like, we weren't experimenting when those things were doing. Mm -hmm. We have other pieces. I won't, I won't say we weren't experimenting at all, but not to the level of if that didn't hit, we would be doing so much more from an experimental standpoint. And that was one of the things I was like, yeah, we should have been trying to secondary virality mm -hmm. kind of like shows and pieces of content, which I feel like we didn't do. And now I'm like, you know, as it was declining, it's like now we need to start experimenting, like build ourselves back up through the brand that we've actually built. So that was one of the stronger takeaways I saw. I thought it was like, anytime you hit some level of success, like hop on that, but with like a different angle. As we're making a lot of these moves for the business and talking about hiring a content creator, talent, hiring more video editors, I'm just like, yo, just fucking create. Like, if I could get out a thousand pieces of content a day, like, I think I, I would want that. Like, it just needs to, everything needs to just get out there and be out there. Because if someone doesn't watch it, someone else does. And Look the, at the just, artist in you coming out. No, right I just it took I, you thirty-seven minutes and thirty-five <laughs> seconds to finally be emotional. But I can't get be it emotional out. towards your art and your craft. I don't know what mine Cry. is. That's that's my thing. You you seem to know what you want. I don't know what I want. I know what makes me tear. Yeah, I know what it does. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you won't fucking figure it out unless you keep experimenting. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's it right there. And I think you should continue to. Like you, the first thing you said when you sat down, like, I'm a sports creator. I'm not going to do this NYC apartment thing. I'm not going to do this. No, no, no. I think no. when you start diving into the Q&A type stuff, you yeah. will start learning more things about yourself. No, no, I've, I definitely have learned. Like, I think I can add value to people's lives. I hope I'm relatable to a degree. Uh, but I do that on, like, Instagram. But I haven't done it on TikTok. Can I mesh those on one TikTok platform? I would say no, unless I kind of. Unless you're beholden to the algorithm. Exactly. Yeah. Which I challenge you to like meet me halfway in the okay, artist but, algorithm. But you wouldn't take BDG's uh, YouTube and start posting apartment tours. Um, 
I mean, yeah, like, we, we vlog. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. what we fucking yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. Long term thinking. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. What's your prediction for where your TikTok's at next week? A week from now? Yeah. It's been sitting right there. It's at forty nine point nine. Also, I'm I have the advantage because I'm verified. Uh, it gives me an advantage. People like the grit. Do that. <laughs> it's funny. I I looked up. At Nick, I forget why I looked up your name. It wasn't to go to your profile. It's an account I made like five years ago. Is that what you're going to say? No, but I found people hating on you for the NYPD stuff. It was kind of funny. Yeah, like, I'm tell- like that was why I think that one fell off. I have people tag me to this day. They'll, they'll like, it'll be like a video like. Nah, people are like, he really tried to sneak this one in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, just look at the comments. always the back video. in the blue or yeah. something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, th- I thought you were going to say, like, uh, if you look up my name, there's a profile that I made back in, like, 2018 or something, and there's one video on it, and it's, we were at my friend's house, it was, like, New Year's Eve, I think, yeah. and one of my, he had a wheelchair at his house for whatever reason, and one of my friends sat in the wheelchair, and my other friends pushed him, and he just pushed him down a stairs, like, stairs. Really? It was only, like, three stairs. But Did it, it go was, viral? No, not at all. Probably, uh, like, 200 views oh, on it right crazy. now, but it's, it's where it should have went viral. I should repost that, yeah. honestly, on my personal. Yeah. Um, uh, we're at 50 right now. Uh, Maybe 50 fucking... I mean, what's your plan? Are you going to keep hammering content or not? So something that I've I've found that uh, I like to do that's helped me with this a little bit is like, as I see... So if I make one of those videos and it gets a million views or whatever, there's a lot of comments that I'm like, oh, I should reply to that or I should reply yeah. to that. But then like, I either forget or I can't find it. So what yeah. I'll do is I'll immediately hit like reply to it. And then I'll do a video that's like two seconds Save it in the draft, so I'm like, oh, there's the comment, so I could just rip a video off like that. So there's a comment that Holy was like, holy shit, but what's I good couldn't about think N- about how to do that. But what's good about NYC? Yeah. So there's like, okay, five things, like, you know, I come off angry with my videos, but here's five things I love about NYC. Right. So I have these videos saved up so that when inspiration does hit, I'm like, And I'm you can just delete roll. what you'd recorded, but it keeps the comment. Yep. Okay. Well, you could just go like, uh, this card edits, and then just hit uh, the X, okay. so it starts over from zero, and then you could just use that comment still on the screen. Because I don't know why TikTok doesn't have like a bookmark comment right. uh, feature, but that's the workaround that I found for it. Okay. Um, I'll go like fifty three point seven. Okay. I don't have a prediction. All right. Um, yeah, we're out of here. Subscribe, thumbs up, all that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Algorithm boost. <laughs> comment for the algo. Jack would love that. Welcome, bike, to big. I'm actually hold <laughs> doing ASMR into the mic. I had a, I dated a girl like two years ago that was so into ASMR and like kind of got me into it. Like we'd actually just like watch it sometimes like before we went to sleep. It was awesome, dude. It was so fucking relaxing. It wasn't like anything weird. People just, well, I mean, people did seen, weird. Have shit. you seen ASMR on TikTok? Uh. Like not like, not like, a lot of like it. e girl e cam girls were like go live on TikTok and it's like you know yeah just, no that I mean that wasn't what we were watching and they're like ringing little bells <laughs> I mean yeah some of them get like fucking weird some some uh, there's people that do like um like uh guy barbers who like give haircuts and like they'll do an ASMR with that I'm like it's pretty fucking cool actually. <laughs> that actually sounds nice. it's, it's pretty sweet yeah and like the scissors cutting and stuff yeah and it's like nice. spray bottle I'm telling you slept on it's not even slept on it's a really popular like internet topic yeah. Cliche for a reason, because it's the goat.